Hello, hello, and welcome to the weird, wild, and whimsical land of Cells Royal Navy. You guys know what day it is. Yep, Spooky Saturday. Now, for tonight's episode, I will be retelling my own experiences with the paranormal, and after I do that, I will actually be sharing with you um, a few clips that I captured, which I believe are um, evidence of spirits. Now, in case you missed last week's episode, um, all of the recordings I captured are EVPs, or electronic voice phenomena. Now, what that means is it was a capture by an electronic device, such as a video camera or um, a digital recorder, something like that, that wasn't captured by the human ear. Um, the theory is that spirits communicate in a frequency that we can't hear with the naked ear, at least most of the time. Occasionally, we can hear them. But usually not, excuse me. Um, sour apple juice. Okay. Um, sorry. Um, now, I started getting into the paranormal when I was 15. And I will readily admit, I kind of, you know, I did what you should never do and sort of dove right in without doing any prior research. Um, you want to be careful with things like this because, yes, some spirits are friendly, but others are not. And a lot of the ones that aren't are very good at disguising themselves as friendly spirits so that you will kind of lower your guard. Um, now, a lot of the friendlier ones, at least it's been my experience with the, the research that I have done, that a lot of the friendlier ones are trapped. Um, why are they trapped? Well, maybe they were murdered. Or, you know, some of them maybe, like, died in an accident and it happened so quickly that maybe they don't even know they're dead. That's why they're still here. Now, that's not to say that every person who has ever been in an accident and died quickly is still here. Um, I feel that the majority of them have made their way to the afterlife. I think that um, in the case of it being an accident that killed them, I think that the accident, you know, perhaps it was due to bad working conditions or, you know, it was, it was, maybe they view it as someone else's fault um, and they are hanging around maybe to get some justice. That's just a theory. Um, obviously, I can't verify any of this. This is just what I have come, you know, the conclusions that I have come to um, after doing some of my own research. Now, if you yourselves are interested in doing a paranormal investigation, um, please do your research first and never, ever, ever use a Ouija board. Um, those things are very dangerous. You know, I, I've obviously, I've captured EVPs. I really want to play with this, not play with. Um, I really want to use a spirit box, which is basically a radio that you can hear spirits through. Um, I'm not quite sure how the technology works, but yeah. Um, you know, I want to, but I will never play with a Ouija board. I want to feel one. I just want to see how they are like constructed, but I will never actually use one and I would advise you guys to never use one as well because those are very dangerous um, a lot of times you know that's a lot of bad things come through Ouija boards 
you know, there's a reason why they have such a bad reputation. Um, and be very careful what you let in. That's all I'm saying. Um, now, I got into it when I was about 15, and it didn't take me long to actually start doing investigations of my own. Um, I, at first, just started trying to capture EVPs at my house, which I did eventually succeed at. Now, we actually live semi-close to a cemetery, and I think that the spirit I captured at my house um, kind of hangs out at the cemetery, and maybe he sensed me reaching out and, you know, came up here. That's that's just a guess. Um, this house is, I'm pretty sure we're only, like, the second family to live here, and there's no, like, dark history or anything, so I don't think this house is haunted. Um... <clears throat> Now, shortly after I captured the EVP, actually it was the same night that I captured it, um, I had a friend with me. Uh, she was staying the night, and she was actually with me when I captured the EVP, and she, you know, she listened back to it. And again, I'll play that at the end. Um, these recordings will be in a different segment, because this one obviously has music, and um, I don't want the music to get in the way of the segment, or the, I'm sorry, the recordings. Um, so I will be playing them in, in a separate segment at the very end of this, so you want to stick around for the end, and I will explain each recording in detail um, before you hear it. Although I probably won't tell you exactly what we think is being said, because I want you guys to come to your own conclusions. Um, but, you know, that night after we captured the EVP, God, we were, I don't remember what the hell we were doing. We were goofing off. I went, I, I stepped out of my room and went to the bathroom. And as soon as I walked into the bathroom, I heard something fall. And Ashley and I were, I know this seems silly because she was literally like five feet away from me with the door shut, but we were on the phone. I think we were going to do like a play, like radio interview. Um, and I was pretending to be the interviewee and she was being like the disc jockey slash interviewer. Um, and as soon as I heard something fall, I laughed and I was like, what did you do? You know, because this friend of mine kind of had a reputation for knocking things over and, you know, breaking them. And, you know, she, she's she's still that way, actually. She's kind of a mess. Um, and she was just, she just, I, I just hear dead silence. And then she was like, you need to get back in here. And I could tell that she was really spooked. And so I came back in here and I was like, what happened? And she's like, I don't know, something fell. Now, what had happened was... Um, at, at the time, I had a desk in here that I just had a bunch of random stuff piled on. Um, and one of those random things was my purse. And her purse was also on the desk, and we couldn't find it. And for some reason, we decided to ask the spirit if he knew where her purse was. It was like a little clutch thing, so it was you know, easy to get lost under something bigger. And my purse was pretty big. Um... I don't think, well, even if he did say anything, I didn't, I, I erased it, unfortunately. Um, I only kept the really clear EVPs, but, you know, we, we were just like, okay, forget it, and we decided just to do, like, a fake inter interview or whatever it was that we were doing, and what happened was my purse fell off of the desk and hers fell on top of it, and the way it was sitting, it was leaning back against a wall, and it was, like, towards the back of the desk. There is no way it could have fallen by itself, and she swears to this day that she did not 
orchestrate this. She didn't push it, and I, I think I would have heard her get up and move. And I didn't. She was sitting on the bed, and I didn't hear her move. Um, and like I said, to this, even to this day, like we're still friends, and even to this day, she swears that she did not orchestrate that, and I believe her. I mean, because she was genuinely just really, really freaked out. And I think that he was trying to help us by being like, well, you, you couldn't find it, so here, you know, here's her purse. Um, and I think he was also trying to prove that he was really here, and it wasn't just circumstantial um, evidence that we were getting. Um, so a couple months after that, now, he, he, I never really got bad vibes from him. You know, he seemed pretty friendly. Um, I can't say that I'm super good at reading spirits, but I'm good at reading people, and I, I usually, you know, I feel like if there was a bad spirit around, you know, I kind of try to tune into those energies, and if, if, if there's something bad around, I usually get kind of spooked. Um, and in this case, I mean, yeah, I was freaked out when the purse fell, but otherwise I felt pretty at ease. Um, now a couple months after that, my mom and I went to the cemetery that's by our house to do a little bit of, um, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, shoot. Amateur. That's the word. Sorry. Amateur ghost hunting. Um, we took my digital recorder. Now I have found that digital devices are better at catching EVPs than say a cassette recorder or like an analog video recorder because those have a lot of ambient like humming and you know they, they drone and the digital devices don't have that um you know there's usually some ambient you know background noise from you know a, a heater or a fan or what have you but the device itself doesn't generate any ambient noise um and with today's technology you can pretty easily filter out any kind of ambient background noise um so if you're planning on doing this yourselves, I would use a digital device. Um, now, we actually captured several EVPs at the cemetery, and um, one of them was interesting because it captured two different voices. And But of course, I was standing up, I was like in the process of standing up when this happened, so it was, and I actually, I didn't realize, of course, that we were capturing anything, so I was saying, whoa, I'm gonna fall, um, kind of over one of the voices. Um, but the other, I think there was three that we captured at the cemetery, um, and one of them was crystal clear. Um, and there was no, like, interference. I wasn't speaking. Nobody was doing anything. I mean, you could hear, like, humming from, like, the, the, inter or the, the interstate nearby. Um, but, you know, there wasn't any interference near us. And, you know, I know that I wasn't the one making the sounds. It was a woman's voice, but it wasn't me. Um, and the other, we can't decide what it's saying. Um, but again, I will, uh, I will, um, go more into detail about those in a few minutes, and I will let you all come to your own conclusions. Um, we, I think we went back to the cemetery a couple of times within the next couple of years, uh, but we didn't catch anything conclusive, um, and I kind of lost interest. Well, I didn't totally lose interest, but I didn't really seek out anything. Um, and then in the summer of 2014, I believe it was July, um, my sister and her then-boyfriend, now husband, um, they took me to Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. 
Now, unfortunately, I didn't have any equipment with me. I didn't have any recorders or anything because we were taking more of a historical tour than a paranormal tour. Um, although it was like just the three of us and the tour guide, so he was a little more relaxed about telling us some of the paranormal stuff that had happened. Um, if you're taking a group historical tour, apparently they don't really like to talk about that, but because it was just the four of us, uh, he was okay with it. Um, and I did actually have a couple of experiences. Um, when we were in the women's ward, I think, yeah, it was the ward for violent females. I got a whiff of perfume. And none of us were wearing perfume, and I hadn't smelled it at any, at any point until then. And uh, I actually talked to a friend of mine who um, actually went there, I think she went there a couple months after I did. And she had a similar experience, and from what I can gather, um, we smelled a very similar scent. And while we were there, I felt something touch my hair. I thought it was a bug. But then when I reached up to brush it away, there was nothing there. And I said, oh my gosh, something just touched my hair. Like, is there a bug in my hair? And my sister was pushing me in the wheelchair and she looked and she's like, no, there's nothing there. And even the tour guide was like, oh yeah, people get touched on their heads all the time here. Um, and I went with my mom the following spring. So spring, uh, May 2015, um, with a group of her uh, friends from work and... A couple of, like, I think one of them brought her husband, and one of the others brought her daughter, and that was a paranormal tour, so I brought my recorders, and I'm so glad I did, because we captured some compelling stuff, you guys. Um, unfortunately, the recordings themselves aren't super clear, but we experienced a lot. Um, in one of the rooms that belonged to a little girl, um, my mom's co-worker's daughter... Um, turned on, there was like three different music boxes, and she was like, you know, turn all of the ones off except the one you like best, and two of them turned off. Um, and she at one point felt like she had gotten, like, a needle in her arm, and it, she felt like she had gotten a shot. And apparently there was actually a red mark on her arm, and her, like she said, it made her stomach upset. And, um, when we were in the teens ward... I started coughing, and I kept coughing, you know, it was like, it was like I had something, you know, I would have thought nothing of it, I would have just been like, oh, it's, you know, it's an old building, I probably inhaled some dust or something, but as soon as we left that ward, I was fine, and, um, you know, we had a, a few other, like, small experiences like that, um, ugh, and I'm getting chills, um, anyway, um, and uh, shoot, the twelve-year-old, my uh, mom's coworker's daughter. Well, she's she was twelve at the time. She's like eighteen now, I think. But anyway, um, she actually brought one of those uh, EMF detectors. I think EMF stands for electromagnetic field, um, and they captured some stuff on there. But I can't really remember what all they captured. Um, but especially some of the younger spirits, like when we were in rooms that belonged to kids or when, like I said, when we were in the teens ward, I think we were like in the children's ward when my friend felt the needle in her arm. Excuse me. Um, so, you know, it, and it made sense because I was 20 and like I said at the time, she was 12. So it makes sense that the younger spirits kind of, you know, honed in on us. <laughs> and uh, the, the girl 
snuck up behind my mom and scared her, which was freaking hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, my mom's a big weenie. Um, I haven't really had any huge experiences since then, as far as ghosts go. Um, I There have been times when I felt that there is someone else with me. Um, like, sometimes I'll just get a whiff of random perfume that I don't own. Or... You know, sometimes, kind of like I just did, I got, you know, sometimes I get chills, which I think I'm just psyching myself out right now. Um, but there have been other times where it's just happened with no explanation. There was one time I was listening to music, and I swear I felt like a, a finger tap my shoulder. And I'm pretty, either I was home alone or everybody else was sleeping, but it felt like a hand. Um, and it, I don't think it was a cat, because there were no cats in here at the time. Um... So, yeah, I, I can't say that I've had, you know, severe hauntings, and I'm, I'm glad for that, but I have had some smallish experiences with uh, the paranormal, and, you know, maybe I'm, I'm sure that I will have more, because ghosts, you know, I do, if I'm in a situation where I know ghosts will be, I do kind of open myself up to them, at least if I think they're friendly, um, I open myself up to them to an extent, and I try to make myself... You know, I, I try to be friendly to them because some people will laugh and mock them and, you know, some of them are trapped, like I said, so I want to give them some kind of solace. Um, so if you will hang on just a second, we will now listen to the recordings that I've captured. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Please feel free to favorite so that you, can, you will be notified when I upload more and I will see you soon. Alright guys, so the first recording you're about to hear is the one that my friend Ashley and I captured um, while we were doing some amateur ghost investigating in my bedroom. Um, obviously the voice you hear at the beginning is me. Can you please tell me Ashley and I? We don't want to hurt you or anything, we just want to know who you are. Um, the voice is kind of hard to hear, but it's at the very, like right after I finish talking, um, you can hear a whisper. Um, we think we know what he said, but I'm, I'm going, like I said, I'm going to keep my opinion to myself, um, so that you guys can come to your own conclusions. Um, this next recording is one we captured at the cemetery. Um, the whine kind of sound you hear at the beginning is me going, as I was getting up. Um, you hear a lot of crackling, which is, again, just me, uh, standing up. But you will hear kind of a whispery voice in the midst of the crackling, and that's not me. Um, and as I'm saying, whoa, I'm going to fall, you hear a second deep male voice. And there were, it was just me and my mom there. And I promise you, I did not alter any of these recordings. So, here it is. Um, we actually don't, I think I know what the first whisper was saying. But as for the second one, because I was talking over it, I have no clue what he might have been saying. If you guys have any idea, please let me know. Um, because I, I captured this like ten and a half years ago, and I'm still really curious. Now, this next one is probably the clearest EVP that I have captured. And like I said, I promise you it was not me. I don't remember. I, I remember not making any noise during this. So this is crazy. 
Um, that one, there was no words. It was just a woman humming. And, you know, everyone I've showed this to, you know, I thought maybe at first I was like, maybe I hummed and just didn't remember. But everyone I showed it to was like, that's not you. That's an older woman. And that's just crazy how clear that is. Now, this next one is kind of a whisper. Um, jury's out on what it's saying. Um, I thought it, I thought I heard one thing. My mom thought she heard another. I've showed it to a couple of friends. Pretty much everyone has come to their own conclusion with this one. So I'll be interested to see what you guys think. And this was also captured at the cemetery. I think it was the night after we captured the woman humming. It's kind of hard to hear. Now, this last one was captured at Trans-Allegheny. Um, you're going to hear a deep uh, male voice at the beginning. That is our tour guide. And then you're going to hear a young girl talking. That's my friend. Um, what she says is, do you see Sarah's hand? Can you touch it for me? Because I was holding my hand out. And then you hear kind of a rustling sound. And I said, oh, I got chills. And then the other girl says, oh, God. And right as I go, <sighs> you hear a scream in the background. And then you hear just a couple of voices, which are members of our tour group. And then you hear a whistle. Now, I actually remember, the reason I'm telling you guys this is that there were no words. It was just sounds, utterances. Um, the crazy thing is, no one else remembered hearing the whistle at the time, but I did. I remember hearing it. And it wasn't like, well, you'll see. Here it is. See, and that whistle, it's like a single note. It's not like, you know, like at first somebody was like, oh, maybe someone in your group was trying to get your attention because that, you know, we had, we had kind of taken a detour into, an, uh, into a room and, you know, someone thought maybe somebody in the group was whistling to get our attention because they were about to move on, but it was just like a single note. So that wouldn't make any sense. Um, that's all the recordings that I have. I hope you guys enjoyed those. And like I said, please give me your thoughts. I'm really interested to see what you guys think. Have a good night.